Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the of the specifist. So, <clears throat> in this episode, we're going to talk about being. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about how to uh, how about the differences between reactive versus proactive emotions understandings and judgments, whatever they might be. Mostly emotions. We can go into understandings later and judgments and whatnot. But uh, talk to talking about proactive versus reactive emotions. Um, what causes reactive? Why we can get so stuck in reactive? Uh, things like this. So what's the difference between proactive emotions and reactive emotions? So <clears throat> proactive Emotions are emotions that you yourself choose and that aren't chosen by unconscious or unaware judgments or uh, whatnot. You know, reactive are emotions that are that uh, come up because of events, like if somebody uh, does doesn't do the dishes or doesn't clean their room or whatever you get angry that's a reactive emotion that kind of thing proactive emotion would be something like if somebody didn't clean their room you might get angry but then you decide to <clears throat> understand that response and love that person and be grateful for the fact that you know you're, you were able to change emotions and whatnot that's a proactive emotion um these, these emotions uh, are useful proactively more than they are reactively. What causes reactive emotions usually is a uh, getting stuck on the particulars or the detail, the details of something, the content. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a deeper episode on this topic of getting stuck on the particulars in another episode because there's there's a lot to kind of go over but basically it involves going into these understandings with a with a mind that is open you're you're dealing with a situation where what most people what what would can often happen is you get stuck on some particular thing like oh he didn't clean his room Rather than going, oh, why, why didn't he clean this room? You know, what is happening here? Did he forget? Did he get so caught up in his world and his mind reality that he didn't realize that he was, his room was still dirty or things like this? Um, not that, not that the particulars aren't important, but they're not. I, I try not to look at them over the entire whole. It doesn't always succeed, but that's the goal, at least. And that's what you almost have to start doing to a certain extent to have more proactive emotions um, in the first place. So when you have a reactive emotion, what happens? What, what causes a reactive emotion? It's caused because the mind unconsciously focuses on something somebody did, the detail, the particulars, 
and get stuck on that. It's kind of like a a magnet or an anchor. It like pulls that mind in that certain direction. It's like a hook. And then the mind gets stuck on that hook and it can't stop thinking about it and it gets emotional and getting, it gets angry or whatever. So a proactive approach is to see this, understand both of these responses. Why you might do this, why this other person might do this. It's kind of a proactive understanding. Um, and love this person, love yourself for coming to a new conclusion. Be- becoming grateful, this kind of thing. Uh, and this is something th- this is not something that I am saying that I have done 100% of the time but I've managed to do this a lot of times and it does change everything people think that the problems that they're dealing with have to do with the events themselves but actually they have to do with your reactions to the events themselves uh, and I want to go into this deeper on this episode and I want to go into how to uh, kind of deal with these kinds of emotions and become make them more proactive and can kind of bring you an honesty take on this kind of whole thing so let's see how this goes and I'll talk to you in the next episode or the next segment of this episode that sorry Welcome to this episode again, segment, and uh, what I think I'm going to do actually in this episode is not really go over the 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 story or the content too much here. I think I'm going to probably do that in a separate episode in the future uh, because it's something that I'm working on, and I want to help other people understand this deeper. And I haven't quite figured it out yet. I mean, I figured out a lot of it, but not all of it. So I want to, I want to try and like mull it over and, and kind of learn from experiences as I've talked about before. But what I really want to talk about is how to uh, do this more act, more uh, uh, constantly within your life. You know, feeling proactively, being proactive with your thoughts and emotions. In particular, your th- your emotions, your thoughts as well, but your emotions in particular because your thoughts are many people think that your emotions are a representation of your thoughts but actually emotions um usually seem to come before thoughts the emotions are like uh the body's attempt to because the emotions are like the survival drive of the body in some cases especially things like fear more negative emotions are 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 um involved in this kind of thing especially fear-based emotions like anger is a fear-based emotion Uh, and I want to go into how to deconstruct these kinds of emotions and deconstruct all kinds of different things related to fear I've I've kind of gone over the basics in the episode about how love and driver how love and fear are the drivers of human experience but today I want to go into how to proactively uh, influence or creates an emotion in the moment kind of thing. How do you do this? How do you decide to do this? Well, you do it by deciding to do it. You know, many people think, many people have it wrong. People people do the whole thing backwards. What they do is they try and do 
the thing called get a lot of money, get a job. You know, they do this thing called get a job or whatever it takes to get a lot of money. And then they have the thing called a lot of money and then they ha- they be the thing called happy. But the problem with this is that it it's actually the reverse of the way it's supposed to work. It's actually be, do, have. You be, you, you become something called happy and then you do things from that place. Maybe you get a job you, and then you have a thing called a lot of money. People do it, people do it the reverse, which causes them a lot of problems. Why does this cause them a lot of problems? Because, so think of this, right, right? If you have, if you do the thing called get a job, and then you have a thing called a lot of money, or any kind of money, what happens if you lose your job? Your your very sense of happiness and well-being, and even self, is, is connected now to this job. And so everything will be dependent upon this job to survive and that's how the mind survives that's what the mind does to help you to survive but the problem is it's not helping you to uh, become happier because then that causes a lot of worry a lot of stress because then you are doing more and more and more to keep that going because you're like oh my god if I lose this I'm gonna lose everything I'm gonna then you start overthinking everything and you start like wondering when my next paycheck is gonna come and then you start wondering when I'm going to lose my job again you know this kind of thing do it's like a do have be paradigm for most people and so you're you're so dependent on these things to get you to make you happy you know love relationships um money you know a good lifestyle you know going out with friends all the time and so that makes you codependent on those things why do you think relationships end what what causes relationships to end is because people expect the other person to make them happy in some way. It's like they are trying to be entertained by this person. But that's not how to become happy. You know, even if it does work, it's it's only going to work for a couple of, of, of weeks at most because of the way that happiness works and it's got away. Because something is going to happen. So say you do end up getting this, right? Like say you, you, you want a relationship to be happy because relationships make you happy as far as you know. So you do the thing called search until until you have the thing called have a relationship and then you become the thing called called happy. Okay. Let's say that's that's a good idea, right? What's wrong with this? Nothing wrong with it necessarily, but the problem is you're not dependent on this person for happiness. You're not dependent on this person for a sense of self, your self image. Um because oftentimes happiness is is is, is uh, and relationships as well are tied into your self image. And so, that that may work for a while. Like that person makes you happy, and you're like, "Oh, I must be worthy. I must, you know, uh, have a lot of things that I can do, or have a lot of things that I must. I have a lot of good characters that I must, you know, praise in myself because this person praises it in me or whatever. And so you're now happy, but your sense of self is tied into this. Your sense self and your self image in, in particular is tied into this. All this. And the problem with that is that if that stops, for some reason that person goes, what the hell are you doing? Stop doing that. You're, that's annoying, whatever it was. You're now, your sense of self, your self-image is now threatened. Just like, oh no, this person doesn't like me anymore. This person doesn't love me anymore, you know. And so everything that you do is now dependent on this person. This is why we have so many problems. This is why so many people are afraid to make waves and, and are 
canceling everybody because they, they are so concerned about what other people think. Because their, their, their sense of happiness, their, their power, they gave their power away. Never give away your power. Never, ever, ever give away your power. Now, what does this mean, never give away your power? It means never let, never decide to let other people control your happiness, control your emotions. Because once you decide that if this is a requirement to be peaceful or happy, whatever it is in the outside world is going to not be met. There's going to be a time when that's not going to happen. You know, you're going to get chewed out for something. Somebody's going to get mad at you for something. Maybe that person will, you know, break up with you or whatever. And that, so your very sense of self is is tied into this, your, your self-image in particular. And that's causing you problems, it's causing you suffering, it's causing you stress, it's causing you struggle, it's causing you all these problems, it's causing you mental health problems, it's causing you physical problems. And because emotions are very much tied into your body. And so... What I'm telling you here is to reverse this. You cannot rely on other people to make you happy. I'm sorry, you just can't. I mean, you can, but it's it's not healthy. It's not wise for you. It it makes you very needy and clingy and codependent on these people to make you happy. Especially if you're very strong with this kind of thing. It's causing you a lot of problems. So what do you do instead? How do you make yourself happy within your own self without relying on other people to do it without relying on certain circumstances to be perfect because no circumstances are going to be perfect anyways right so what do you do you create proactive feeling within yourself how do you do this so the key is the heart people say that the emotions are in the brain they they, they could be we can have that discussion, but the thing is that emotions are felt, typically more in the chest area, uh, unless it's like anger. Anger is usually in the head. I've noticed more, um, because anger is more of a mind emotion. Anger is more of a defense mechanism against vulnerability or against threats or whatever, and so it's usually more of a brain reaction than anything else. Um, so what do you do? Right? You... So... You tried this right now with me right now. So what are we going to do here is we're going to... Attempt to create excitement within oneself. Excitement is another form of happiness. Another form of joy. So think of a time in, in your past. Let's see if I like it. this car go by. Think of a time in your past where... Um, something happened that you really loved that somebody did, or not? Not no. That's not think. Like think of a time when you were really young, like a kid, when you were really excited. Maybe you're going on a, a swing set, or maybe you're going to a, a park. You know, maybe you're going onto a playground or something. You were very excited. It doesn't really have to be specific, but just specific. Just think of something you were excited for. All right, feel that feeling. Feel it inside of your your body. And then strengthen it, intensify it.
So, <sighs> peace is easy enough to as well. So what you can do is you can, uh, I've talked about this in the episode, how to calm yourself down in seconds on my YouTube channel. What you do is you breathe in, and when you breathe out, feel yourself sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into inside of your body. And stay there. It's nice and peaceful. You need no circumstance to be peaceful. You need no circumstance to be happy. Another episode Another uh, episode I talked about, what is the episode called? Living Wood is... I made it last year. It was like uh, November, late November last year. Called Loving What Is a Meditation or something like that. And basically what it is, is you decide... Or you can ask you if you if it's too hard to decide to just like what is right now, just ask yourself: Can I like what is happening right now? Can I like what is right now? Just the fact that I'm existing. If the answer is yes, keep going with that. Can I like my, what is more, and just keep increasing that and increasing that and increasing that, more and more and more and more and more, and this kind of thing, right? Um... So, another way to find, to uh, use your emotions proactively is, with love, is, so there's a couple ways of doing this, right? One, one way that I really like is to ask your soul to love. Just ask your soul to love, and then f- when it happens, just let that feeling happen as it is. It might be very strong, and your might your mind not want might not want to hold on to it because it's very going to be very strong, probably even stronger than you're used to. So you're going, your mind's going to like want to let go because it's too difficult. But let just hold on to that a little bit. Just keep holding on to it as much as possible. Don't don't you don't have to intensify it, but just hold on to it. Just let that so, let that feeling go into yourself more and more and more just keep feeling that more and more and more right so um and I'm talking about multiple ways of helping yourself become more happier more joyful um, and whatnot. And and if it really is hard for you to do that, like maybe you have a strong emotion or judgment right now, think of yourself, think to yourself about emotions, uh, thoughts, implicit statements. This is the thing that you can remember uh, to help yourself deconstruct whatever judgment or emotions having right now. So what, is it, what does this mean, the emotions, thoughts, implicit statements? So... You have an emotion. Let's say you have an emotion that's that's anger, right? You're, so your your emotion in this case is anger. You think about that. You or you can write these down too if you want. But I think it's more natural just to think about them because it helps you deconstruct it more in some ways. So the thought behind that anger might be something like, "This person didn't do the dishes," or "This person didn't take the garbage out," whatever it is, right? So the implicit statement is. This person should take the garbage out, or this person 
has to do what I tell him to do because he's my child or something, whatever it is, right? Um, so emotions, thought, thoughts, implicit statements. Those can help you deconstruct. Uh, if you follow these steps, you can help. That can help you deconstruct your judgments and your emotions about something. Uh, another thing you can do is play. Just play. And what I mean, what do I mean by play? You know, when children are young, like if you if you watch children, you, it can bring back the joy within your heart again. Like if you have a child yourself, you can really, really, really follow this. Just just notice what they do. They play. Most of the time they're playing or they're watching something. They're not really like adults. Like adults don't play. Like sometimes they might like do fun things, but they don't really play that often. Children think most of what they do is play or imagination, which is basically the same thing. Um, because we... That was kind of like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I want—I don't want to say beaten out of us, but it was kind of like uh, taught out of us by teachers and by you know work and things like this. We've forgotten what it's like to play and, and play within our, our imagination as well. You know, you can pretend to be a sailor. You don't need any like materials or anything. You could just pretend to be a sailor and you go. Hi ho, and you know whatever it is, you just play. You just do whatever that takes to do whatever it takes to play. And maybe it feels very weird, uncomfortable to do this. Um, but if you do kind of do more of this, you can kind of learn what it's like to play. It's something that I even forget to do because it's like I've talked about this in my book, The Powers That Be. If you look on my uh, Twitter page, that's it's a it's a my tweet uh, it's one of the pinned tweets it's, it is a pinned tweet that I have on there um and those are my first exercises pretend to play pretend something cool that you, that you want to pretend like you can pretend to be a fireman or you can pretend to be a king or something and you should play with that those those thoughts and those images Another thing you can kind of do is, you know, explore an area. Even if you know the area, you can also, like, pretend to explore it more. And you're like, oh, wow, I found this here, you know, whatever it was. Um, this is like, that's actually something useful if you're, like, actually looking for something that's like, annoying you right now. You can pretend to explore. You can try to explore, like, oh, this is like a little challenge. Like, this is like a little game. Let's play. Let's, let's find this object as a game. Um, but because we are so stuck in our habit-filled lives because this kind of non-playing attitude that we have now was so drilled into us by adults later on that it became the norm for us. And because of that, we lost a lot of the joy that like kids have now. And it's it's actually kind of sad, honestly. Because... I think playing is a very useful thing. It's not talked about enough. I might make an episode going deeper on play and and whatnot because it's something that I want to try and do more as well. You know, if you're if you're having hard times exercising because it's too difficult, you'll play. Play when you're exercising. Like, let's pretend. Let's let's uh. You know, you can make it like a game, like a little game or a little challenge. Like 
man, it's difficult running right now or it's difficult doing push-ups. Let me do 100 push-ups or 10 push-ups and make it like a challenge or a game. One, two, three, you know, this kind of thing. Just, just play. Try this. You can also, like, sing in the shower or you can do all kinds of other things. There's many things you can kind of do. But really, it's not about, like, any outside activities. It can be. But really, it's about making the choice within your heart, within your mind, within your soul to just be happy. You can try that right now as well. You know, without resisting it, just make the choice to, to feel that happiness. You could also ask your soul to feel happiness too, but it's not going to... Be, it might not be as... Uh, well, we'll see, but... You can ask your soul to make uh, feel happiness right now. And it doesn't have to be very strong. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, extreme, like, happiness. Like, oh, yay, I'm so happy. Like, no, it's more like, oh, yay, I'm so happy. You know, like, you're happy, but it's not, like, extreme, and you're, like, going rah, 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 rah. Like, all this play. You know, that, that's for, like, when you're really uh, trying to get more into that spirit of, of uh, being that, that is play. Play is more like a being activity than it's like a doing activity. I mean, there's activities that you're doing and you're imagining things. But you can do that while doing very little outside of yourself. You, you can just be sitting there and, and, pl- and imagining playing um, within your own head. It might not be quite in the same league as doing things with, with being, but uh, usually what happens is that People will start playing when, when they when they so there's you know when they start playing, they're doing that from like a being nature of like pure imagination, pure curiosity, pure joy. That's what play is. Versus doing play, which is like oh I'm going to play, I'm going to pretend to you know, be a boat, or I'm going to pretend to be on a boat to get more joy. But because you're you're doing it instead of being the the, the sport that you're doing. Um, or the activity called play, you're not you're not really getting as far. You might get some emotion, but not as not as much as you would normally get. This kind of thing. So I hope this helps you to uh, find more of these proactive moments. Um, and I'll talk to you in the next one. I want to go deeper on this in another episode eventually, but right now I'll just leave it there and I'll talk to you in the next one.